When it comes to information security, how can organizations maximize their business benefits? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. It's my privilege to be discussing this topic today with Jean-Francois Roat. He's Chief Technology Officer with TIBCO LogLogic. Jean-Francois, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Tom. To start with, when it comes to the evolution of machine data, where do you believe that organizations are missing the opportunities to improve both security and the bottom line? Well, we, we found that over time, uh, these organizations start with a simple solution uh, and then kind of forget how, how to keep them in track and how to keep them aligned and, and end up with a bit of a, of a broken model. So we think that the organization of today has evolved through just collecting log files to really building machine data management systems we need to start with a centralization model and then gravitate towards more of a service-oriented model and then deliver that, that data to their, to their constituents. So what does the security organization have to do to change how it both views and deploys technology solutions? So we, um, we've also encountered many security organizations that, that really have a hard time kind of breaking out of their shell. It's, it's very isolationist behavior sometimes warranted you know, for security reasons. They want to keep things under wraps, they keep things under control. Uh, that causes issues when you're talking about business value. The way we approach the, um, you know, the growth into that area of the business is to, to really try to get them to open up a little bit and say, you know, allow the, the underlying IT organization to service you uh, so that you don't have to own everything and manage everything and really create those silos that really create that isolationist behavior that is really counterproductive from a, from a business perspective. So coming back to this notion of business benefits, we talked about where organizations are missing opportunities. Where do you think they can find some opportunities for security to impact not just the bottom line? We always want to go with with kind of approach of, of the, the service-oriented model. So we've heard in the news this, this IT 3.0 and, and how that's how the organization needs to evolve. And I think that impacts the security group, you know, very, very directly. Our companies, our clients, you know, come to us and say, you know, how do I, how do I optimize this behavior? And then uh, we kind of tell them to take the data, centralize it first, prevent those silos, and then start servicing these other organizations, which would be the, the security group, the compliance group, which sometimes is one and the same, sometimes they're separate. Uh, and also, uh, service all the other constituents from a business perspective, from customer satisfaction in the customer service group, uh, but more specifically for security, just allow someone else to manage a lot of the data, which is kind of day-to-day operations, and focus on the data that's relevant to you and focus on incident response and breach detection. Uh, so the three sort of top end of the organization, the top end of the, uh, the activities for those groups, and let the uh, mundane kind of plumbing management to the IT organization. And that's been, that's been kind of hard to get those groups to let go a little bit. But if they do, they can really spend the majority of their time in the areas they're most proficient. So clearly this isn't just a switch that you can hit and you, you transform an organization. What do you see as the stages of transition an organization has to go through to get from point A to point B? Right, so the stages. And they change depending on the organization you talk to. There's no, there's no one way of doing this. Um, the, the first step is really uh, to open up a little bit and get those organizations to speak to each other. Now, that's a good first step. Uh, we've encountered organizations where, I mean, this is oil and water. They just don't 
uh, play nice. Uh, first thing is to do this so that you can let go of some of your responsibilities and really focus on what you're good at. Uh, the second stage is to really empower the groups. So let the IT organization evolve into a service-oriented organization, and then let your specialized business units to come back, after the data they need, and then take action on it and really collaborate together. Uh, those are probably the two critical first steps to get through. After that, I get you know more down to the details, but those are probably the first primary first step that you want to take. Well, you make it sound easy, and I know it can't be. What are the challenges you find organizations typically face along the way when they start to go through this transition? There must be some pushback. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've got, I mean, pushback is, is, uh, is not a strong enough word. I think we get walls, uh, you know, almost wars that are happening. But um, the first one that we see most times is really cultural. Some organizations, some security groups have been doing things the same way, you know, for 20, 30 years. And that's the way they've been doing things, and that's the way it is. And like anything else, change uh, is always a little bit scary. Uh, so one thing we need to do is kind of change the culture, bring them into kind of next generation of, of security practices, uh, and, and kind of fight that battle on the on that side. The on the other side, kind of the technical side of, of the equation, really they have highly highly complex systems. Now what that causes is you need to hire uh, very proficient uh, engineers sometimes or, or analysts. And those analysts are hard to come by, they're expensive, and they know it. And that's the other problem for organizations, all the way down to who they hire and how many of them they need and the costs to then justify the cost benefits to the business. So one is more of a personal one. The other side, because the tools are so complex, uh, you need some highly specialized staff. And, and the way we've approached this when, when consulting with our clients is, you know, on the cultural side, you have to show their benefits. You have to kind of show them that, know, the path that they don't like to do, I kind of highlight the fact that that goes away, and then they can really focus on the things they enjoy doing, which is incident investigation, forensics, and incident response. And from a technical side, uh, we try to consult them and steer them towards, um, you know, less complex solutions than they are out there. They have a bit more built-in or a bit more content provided by the vendor, and, and try to stay away from the, you know, build-your-own kind, of, um, kind of approach where, uh, the tools are so flexible that you end up having to almost carry your own software organization to maintain it and grow it, and that's really dangerous. Um, and, and so we kind of we kind of approach these two these two angles one at a time, and ultimately try to make a change. You use the word benefits. Ultimately, what are the business benefits organizations are going to achieve when they've gotten through this process? Uh, one of the big ones, and I think it drives uh, the isolation you know, behavior we've seen over the years, is risk management, right? I think these organizations, the security groups, the analysts are a little bit paranoid, and that's okay, and they're supposed to be, uh, but sometimes they are to a fault uh, that affects the business. Uh, so by using a centralized system and, and putting a little bit of trust on, on the guys on your side of the fence, right, um, we, we can control those risk management, we can manage it, we can control it, we can reduce it. Uh, the second one is you're going to lower your cost. If you have to have the data in multiple places, you're going to pay duplicate storage costs, you're going to duplicate efforts, you're going to probably have several organizations with their own solution, and then when you go into crisis mode, where money is on the line, right? If, if the business services are down, you have to solve the problem as fast as you can. If you're not all looking at the same system with the same uh, source of truth, 
we end up having a lot of argument against, you know, it's not me, it's you, it's not you, it's me, and my firewall is good, what's wrong with your application? Uh, so we try to mitigate that to kind of lower that cost on the business. And then the last one is kind of where the top line advantages are, really on the customer satisfaction. Right? Half your customers spend more money with you, they stick around, you keep them longer. And by optimizing those systems, by merging both the security data and the IT data and managing it properly, we can reduce this time for resolution and really bring up your customer satisfaction. That's one example of how we can we can benefit the top line. Well, Jean-Francois, let's talk about some of your customers. How have they made this evolution, and what kind of results are they seeing today? So, I mean, many customers have done this in many ways, but I'll give you an example. Uh, one of our clients, large telco, what basically happened there is one of their directors kind of saw an opportunity. Uh, in her organization, there was some problems, some of we've highlighted in the beginning of the talk. She was really able to find a way to solve it uh, through machine data management, through some of the next evolution in the way we, we manage the data. And then once she did that, she started looking around and really paying attention, being on the lookout for similar problems she could solve with that solution she had just deployed internally into her home department. And as these opportunities came up, as she met with other leaders in her business, uh, she was able to offer her services, really broker those services. We talk about, you know, pulled into a service-oriented architecture, really go to the next uh, business unit and say, hey, I can solve this problem with you, for you, and then really taking on that side of the business. That's how she kind of grew her governance, but really established within this large organization a machine data management standard. And that when new businesses come on, when acquisitions are made, there's a very clear standard of how you go about managing this data. It's all managed the same way. It's all owned by the same architecture, and that really optimizes and really allows them to solve problems even before they happen. You don't want to be reactive all the time. This model allows them to get ahead of it and prevent some of that wasted time, some of that exposed risk that they would otherwise be prone to. Well, that's a great example, and I'm sure that there's not any one place that every organization should start this process. So, Jean-Francois, as a final question, where is the best place for an organization to begin this transition? You know, number one is consolidation, right? Visibility is the key. If you can't see, if you don't have the information, all the, the other tools, all the fancy tools you have in the back end, can't do anything. So that will be the first step to establish your groundwork, establish your data acquisition infrastructure, centralize it, and then start going out and asking for use cases to be able to broker this data out and solve use cases. That's essentially, you know, the best way to start. Consolidation and a lot of visibility is the first step. Well, it's very good. Jean-Francois, I appreciate you taking time to speak with me today. It's been excellent insight. Thank you very much. Thank you. The topic has been security, maximizing the business benefits. I've been speaking with Jean-Francois Roy, Chief Technology Officer with TIBCO LogLogic. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.